Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Welcome back to Big Brave Business. I'm Sarah. And I'm Amanda. And we're so glad that you're here. And I want to say... We call it Big Brave Business, right? Like we want to have big and brave conversations about business. And I feel like the subject matter that we decided we wanted to dig into in this episode and potentially a couple of others, depending on how big this conversation really ends up being, (laughs) it is. It's big and brave. So how are you feeling about this, Amanda? So I'm really excited about this topic because I think it's um, something as I get older, I enjoy talking about more. I think if you would have asked me five or even like eight years ago, 10 years ago, I probably would have been too scared to talk about. But I think now it's like the right, it feels like a good time to talk about it. I feel like I've reached a maturity level that I could talk about it from a open-minded perspective instead of being like a hater and like just totally bashing the whole topic together. And I have a lot more empathy and kindness towards the topic where I think for a long time I was super, super duper angry. Now I'm just kind of more on the other side of it, which we'll talk about, but I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about this. It's so funny. I'm glad to hear that. I think... So offline, we I mean, I guess technically online, but off the recording, we were chatting about this. I had this idea of a conversation I wanted to have. And as we started chatting, Amanda was like, do you want to record right now? Like we should just be <laughs> recording. So here's the thing. If you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, you have probably heard Amanda refer to her upbringing, her religious background and some deconstruction thing. And my original thought was, let's talk about deconstruction in general, the process of deconstruction, because a lot of us in online entrepreneurship who ever had a nine to five, some people never did. I get that. But if you ever had a nine to five, there's a deconstruction process in becoming an online entrepreneur. There's a deconstruction process in like rejecting quote unquote real jobs. And I feel like there's a lot of similarity. But as you and I have talked, we also see a lot of similarities to like marketing, sales tactics, and capitalism in general that relates to the actual trauma part of your religious trauma. of uh, uh, Not you specifically, but like religious trauma in general. And I yeah. always tell you when you bring it up, it's not just you. You're not alone. Like lots of people feel this. So um, I think what we're going to do today is start with the icky part. We're going to start with the part that feels bad which is but kind of the second part of what I was just saying. I don't need to repeat the whole thing. You get it. But can you share, will you share a little bit about what some of the themes or like experiences were that you look back on and you can see as like that was a traumatic way to live? Yeah. <laughs> Big yeah. question. Yeah, I'm like, let me. Let no me pressure. No My pressure. heart is like raising. I'm like, let me think about where I want to <laughs> unpack this. Where do I want to start? So um, I told Sarah before we started recording this episode, my goal is to not make this story time of Amanda, but I want to give a lot of context so that people can say, 
yes, this sounds like me or no, I've never experienced this. Um, anytime that I share about my upbringing, um, people seem to be interested in the stories, but I don't want to get in so much into the weeds that we miss the general tone of what we're trying to share here. So from a high level view, I will give you some insights to how I was raised. And then I think we can go and make it correlate to our topic today, which is how it relates to business and the themes that go between the two. So I am from Alabama. I was raised in a small town called Bruton, Alabama, and I was raised in the Assemblies of God. So if you don't know, the Assemblies of God is a mixture of non-denominational and evangelical upbringing. So I wasn't raised holiness. We cut our hair. We didn't always wear dresses like a lot of people that think about holiness, but the tones were very much so the same. Modesty was the thing, big on purity culture. So there was a lot of shame constantly involved in being raised in that, which I think goes a lot to what we're trying to talk about today mm-hmm. in what makes makes you feel icky in business and sales and marketing. Girls had to wear long sleeve shirts in the pool in front of boys. Boys could have their shirts off, but girls could not. So there was that. It was we always had to be covered up and modest. And there was a lot of belief about, you know, staying pure until you get married. Um, And then there was, of course, the, you know, your worth is tied to who you are as a woman as to what you can do for men. That was a big part of it as well. And everything and anything that you could possibly do with the most purest of intentions was never sufficient or good enough. So there was a lot of fear-based beliefs. Um, Everything that you do is you constantly have to ask God for forgiveness or you're going to go to hell. So um, it didn't matter if you were the best person on the planet. If you told a fib after you left church and died in a car accident, you are destined for hell. (laughs) Sarah said, "Mm." so you really have to walk with the grace of the Holy Spirit, which constantly we're taught is washing over us, constantly purifying us. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit in your life, then you are destined for hell because you're not covered by that grace. So we did believe in speaking in tongues and all those kind of things. So that was my upbringing from a very like birth until I was about 18 when I went to a ministry school for about four months where it was about becoming more into the ministry. It was They called it a gap year, but I did that in South Carolina at this um, school called the South Carolina School of Leadership, also known as SCSL. If you're listening and you went to that school, good for you. I did not make it past four months. They asked me to leave because I asked way too many questions, which also goes back to what we're talking about today in business and in marketing, which is it's not okay to question someone when they're selling you things like trust my authority and trust that what I'm telling you is the best. You know, I see that a lot in marketing for coaches online. And on Instagram, people love to tell you, like, trust me, I am like the authority and listen to what all these other people have to say. And they'll throw testimonials up in your face. But it's also okay to like question things. And that's kind of where I got, quote unquote, in trouble in ministry school because I questioned a lot of things. But ministry school was no boys and girls together. You only can side hug. Um, boys and girls really shouldn't talk or communicate. No sexual, uh, sexual, huh? no secular music. <laughs> Things like that. So I hope that sets the stage for my upbringing. Is that helpful, Sarah? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like that's big. There's a lot there. And 
Yeah, it's big. And I I don't want to be insensitive of like, this is how this is related to capitalism. But I do want to say that I first just like holding space for your experience and for anybody listening who has relatable experience. And honestly, I would make the assertion that to their own degrees and in their own ways, everybody has who's living in a capitalist world is experiencing a lot of the same pressures and shame and isolation like that makes you feel dependent and so my background is one of my degrees is in my undergraduate degrees was political science the other one was religious studies and when i and religious studies was not meant to be the focus it was a conflict resolution degree and it was housed under the school of religious studies and my we didn't call it a thesis i'm trying to think capstone <laughs> my capstone to blend the two degrees the two degree programs actually had to do with sect and cult mentality and um, how that is integrated into governance and how that is integrated into what we see it as this was not part of my capstone, but where we see it show up in, in our entrepreneurship world is how that shows up in marketing a lot and also in some of these group programs. And I think in particular, you can look at things like Tony Robbins and these like huge names where what they are building is absolutely cult think. It absolutely yeah. is using the exact same psychological practices in order to not just sell their products, but also to sell their quote unquote success that like die hard devotion that um, I would literally sell my car in order to be able to attend this event, the breaking you down to tears and to feeling literally broken only to then try to build you back up that literally all of those things, all of those themes, all of those experiences are built into both religious extremist situations as well as into things like that form of online business and like the coaching space. And it gets fuzzy because we were all raised in – not everybody – uh, obviously is raised in the U.S. And, and I don't know if you're listening, if you're not in the U.S., I know a lot less about your upbringing. But for if you're listening and you were raised in the U.S., then <laughs> those of us, we're here with you. It's It's literally like part of your brain training and it can be hard to recognize or separate. And to a certain extent, it's like impossible to separate what is bad and quote unquote, what's bad for me? What what is brainwashing more or less? And what what is good? And how can I be good in a world where this is what the structure is? Does this make sense? It really does. I think what I would like people to, and you kind of said this earlier when we were talking about this topic before we started recording, which was, why don't we talk about the part that makes us feel bad? Like when you're scrolling on, okay, well, let me just say this. It's very interesting to me coming from a organized religion who it was all about from behind the pulpit. You would hear people say, we're about community. We are the body of Christ. We're all about this group, right? So they instill in you so early on, like you are a part of something bigger than yourself by being part of these group of people who believe the same things that you do. Then they take that same mentality, they flip it, and then they tell you, 
if you don't follow these, you're not a part of it anymore. Like you're not a part of this thing that you have been so instilled in you to believe is this greater good of group of people. You can take that exact same framework and take it to group coaching. All you can see is marketing about you should join this group of female entrepreneurs who are just like you and who are going after success just like you. That's all well and good and great. I love that marketing. I preach that marketing. I create that marketing. Where it gets fuzzy, like you said, is when all of a sudden that marketing flips and it's, oh, you can't afford it. Well, then you're not a part of us. Oh, It's that whole mentality of you can't sit with us. It's all designed to make you feel like you're not good enough and like yes. what you're bringing to the table. Where you don't want it badly enough. That's like, I think what, and maybe this is, <laughs> hey, I haven't said this in a while, you guys. If you used to make this a drinking game, here you go. Get ready. Maybe it's the Enneagram 3 in me. But what I find the most in online marketing that like triggers that for me is you don't want it enough. If you wanted it badly enough, you would figure it out. If you wanted it badly enough, you would, like I said, sell your car to attend the event. If you want it, and that's a literal example of like what they, a suggestion people make in order to attend Tony Robbins events, like you should sell your car. That's crazy to me that you would suggest that to people, but okay. Um, And I mentioned on a previous episode, I think of people posting around Prime Day. That's interesting. You didn't have any money for my program, but now- Prime Day comes around and turns out you have money after all. It's like the guilt and shame over if you wanted it badly enough, you would do anything it took to be part of this makes us all feel like we're not, we're not enough. We're not good enough. We're not doing enough. And then it encourages us to make decisions that we know are bad for us. It feels bad, but we do it because it's like, I'm doing this for myself. This feels aligned. I'm going to like, I'm determined to um, like be part of this and I'm investing in myself and it's scary, but this investment in myself is an investment in my future. Like it's, it's brainwashing, you know, if it's a good decision for you or not, you do not need the other person to tell you that. Yeah. And I want to take this a step further. If you're listening and you don't have a business, you're not an entrepreneur, you don't relate to what we're talking about when it comes to the marketing around coaching. I want to take it a step further and say, you're scrolling on Instagram, male or female, you see an influencer who has got the most incredible house, the most incredible wardrobe, and you feel like you're not enough and you feel that like pressure to like, oh, if I only use their Amazon affiliate link and I bought those decorations, my house could look like that. And you feel that sense of FOMO and that sense of, oh my God, I'm not good enough. If I don't have this, I'm not a good enough mom or a good enough woman or a good enough husband or a good enough man. Like that is what we're talking about. We are talking about that feeling that you get when you see something on social media or when you're driving down the street and you see a billboard and it feels icky to you. Pay attention to that icky feeling because that is 100% marketing to you, telling you that what you have is not enough, not as sufficient. um, Mm -hmm. And you could could have all of these wonderful things, but wait, there's more, but you have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Like that is what we're talking about. And that is the- socialized not to trust yourself. You're social, like you're taught. You can't trust yourself. You can't trust your gut. You need other people to tell you. And I think to bring it back to business, um, if you have a coach in your ear, who 
A, sold to you this way, but B, is teaching you to sell your own offers this way, it's because your coach has also been raised in this environment. It's because your coach has also been taught and socialized that this is what sells and this is how marketing works. And it it does work, as in cults have existed, what, since the beginning of time, and they fucking work, right? They sell stuff. But you can make a choice to do it differently. If it feels wrong to you, if it feels icky to you, if sales feels icky to you, if pressuring people that way feels icky to you, or if it actually brings you some sense of peace to do it because it's been done to you, that's also super normal. Like, oh, okay, this is how things are are taught to me. So I'm going to do this like quippy, uh, like I said, that that Amazon Prime, those Amazon Prime comments, um, I'm going to make this quippy thread. And isn't this funny? Like, I feel better because I'm justifying if people wanted it bad enough, they would buy my service or they would buy my offer. It, if you are that person, if you felt that, that's so human of you. <laughs> like, welcome to being human. That's so human of you. You've been socialized for this. But if you can start trusting your gut and like listening to your gut and listening to your instincts of things that feel bad, the reality is when it comes to sales, you can just offer value. And if it's right for the person on the other end, they will buy it, right? If it's not right for them, that's okay. <laughs> And that makes sales feel so much less icky. And you and I agree, like we both approach sales that way where it's like, listen, I'm not, my job is not to convince you that you need my services. My job is to tell you what my services are and why the, like justify why the, what the value is for the the, the price investment. It's up to the person on the other end to decide if that's an investment they want to make. Yeah. And bringing this back to religion and how it affects marketing pay attention. These are just some warning signs that I see. Again, I work in marketing. So I just want to share a few things with you. Just some tips. Yeah. Just some tips. If you see marketing and it's telling you how to feel, run. Just run the absolute other way. You are in charge of how you feel about anything. Anything on this planet is you get to decide how you react and you get to decide how you feel. At the end of the day, you do have agency. And when you see marketing that says, um, I know you've been struggling with your business plan or I know you feel like you're not good enough and you want to know how to boost your sales or I know this and I know that about you and they're directly telling you how that you should feel in a given situation, run the other way. How many times did I sit at an altar call and have a pastor tell me, I know God is pulling at your heart and that you feel like you could be better. Like, no, I know how I feel. I know I'm a good person. I know I am trying my hardest. I know that what I bring to the table is absolutely enough. And not only is it enough, but it is plenty. Can I get an amen, Sarah? Nope, but okay, I I'll agree. Take it. <laughs> and that is 100% how you should always feel. Like you should see marketing and you're like, a hell yes, not a, man, that makes me feel bad. And I hope this helps other entrepreneurs who maybe have used these tactics in the past realize that it's not okay and it's icky and it makes people feel bad. And like, 
we have enough things in the world that make us all feel like we're not enough. Like, let's let the last thing be <laughs> um, what we see on our Instagram feeds and how we talk to people on sales calls, like, and how we talk to each other human to human and family to family member and friend to friend. Like, encourage people and understand, like, yeah. we're all on our own journeys. And just because I have chosen, and I tell this to my family who are very much so still in what I consider religious bondage, they completely, and I have friends like I love dearly, like close friends that I have had for decades who think that I am a lost person. But I at the same time sit back and watch them just completely bound by fear. Everything they do is bound by fear. Every decision. Like I don't want to preach to anybody, but what I'm telling you is just because your decisions and the way that you buy things and the way that you decide to participate in things or not participate in things it's a hundred percent your decision. Like you only get yes. to live your life and nobody else is living it. So that's right. I always say you're the one who has to wake up in your life tomorrow. And I feel this about business too. You're the one who has to wake up in your business tomorrow. So you should make decisions about you. You should make decisions of what you want it to be, what you want it to look like, how you want it to feel. And I think here's your permission slip to stop following anybody on social media who makes you feel afraid, who makes you feel guilty who makes you feel ashamed. If somebody makes you feel any of those three things or all three of those three things, stop following them. Stop following them because you don't deserve to feel that way because you are good enough exactly how you are. You have everything inside of you that you need in order to be successful in business. You can get advice. You can get help. You can have somebody go ahead with a flashlight. All of those things are totally fine and normal, but you could do this on your own right now. You really, really could. And I think what we were talking about beforehand, and I want to make sure we say it because you're like, make sure you say this. We need to start talking about the things that make us feel bad. If it feels bad, that's a red flag. So if it feels bad, you need to trust your gut and know I don't have to follow this. I don't have to live that way. I don't have to pursue things that make me feel like shit about myself. Your your business and your coach <laughs> and whatever, that shouldn't make you feel like shit about yourself. So if it feels bad, that's a good sign. Like, let's start talking more about how we all agree, right? We all agree. It feels bad. Why are we still living this way? So yeah, I would also like to add furthermore, if you are someone who does have your own business, if someone that you're working with makes you feel like shit, can I just give you the permission to not work with them anymore? <laughs> like yeah. you owe, like we all owe nothing to anyone. We get to make the decision. And at the end of the day, if you're working for people, and this is a hard lesson that I've learned, like if you're working with people who make you feel bad, like you have, you can totally let them go. And I promise you the universe, God, your hard work, whatever you believe in at the end of the day, you will find people to replace them that will be good for your emotional yes. and mental health. Yes. And the best way to attract the people who are not going to make you feel like shit is by being a person who doesn't make other people feel like shit. Like lead by example. If you create a space that makes people feel empowered and strong and worthy, then they are likely to return that to you, <laughs> right? Not everybody. Some people aren't ever going to come around. You don't need to work with them. You don't need to follow them. You don't need to be in their sphere. But the easiest way to attract more people who feel good is by making other people feel good. <laughs> yeah. I told someone just this week, I told a client how much I appreciated them um, for having grace, 
Like grace is the most underrated superpower that anybody can have, whether you're an entrepreneur, a mom, you are both, you are whoever you are, like having grace, not only for yourself, but the people around you. Oh my God. Like if I would have had growing up someone just to pull me aside, nobody, Sarah, and 20 years, 21 years that I was in the church, took me 21 years from birth to 21 years old to leave the church and fully deconstruct from that religious upbringing. If nobody ever once pulled me aside and said, hey, guess what? You're going to fail and it's okay. Like, we're here for you. I've got your back. Nobody, like, it makes me almost tear up. Nobody ever stopped to say to a little Amanda, like, they would tell me, God's got grace for you. He'll forgive you, but you better ask soon, but you're going to go to hell. Like, do you want to go to hell? You better ask for forgiveness. Like, if somebody would have just said to me, there is so much grace for you, Amanda, and like human to human, I've messed up. You're going to mess up. We're all going to mess up and we're all on this earth together. Like I support you. I have said that to so many clients when they're like, God, I'm so sorry. I meant to get you those assets yesterday, but my kids wanted to have a lemonade stand and I had a migraine in the afternoon. Just being able to say like, hey girl, it's totally fine. Shit happens. It's going to be okay. You're going to miss a deadline. I'm going to miss a deadline. It's totally fine. There is so much love and grace and like support in that. That is what a support person is, is understanding that grace for people. And I would, I would love to end on that very thought and that challenge to everybody listening, like have grace to whether it's your partner, it's your family member, it's, you know, someone that's hurt you in the past, whether it's a client, whether it's, you know, I don't know, anybody like have grace for not only the people around you, but yourself. Like we're all literally doing the absolute best that we can. Mm -hmm. Don't let something that you see on Instagram, a business coach or anybody make you feel like what you have going on is not the greatest fucking thing on the planet because you're worth it. Like we all are. Like we're all awesome. Yeah, I love that. Also, P.S., go see the new Barbie movie. Okay. (laughs) And yeah, I I just want to like reiterate Fear, guilt, and shame, that's not love. That's not what love looks like. Somebody who's making you feel fear, guilt, and shame, that's not love. So unfollow the shit people who make you feel like shit, but follow us because that's not us. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Big Brave Business. You can follow Amanda at Amanda Nelson Reads. Reads like books. She loves to read books. Amanda Nelson Reads. And me at Sarah K. Heater. You can also find us on YouTube. We release new videos every Wednesday. They are different content than our podcast. We are introducing you to our cool friends who will also make you feel good and not like shit. So go check out out our community in both of those places, Instagram and YouTube. And we will see you right here next week. See you soon.